0: this. This isn't the normal intro. No, it's uh, it's just me. Um, just a disclaimer that now, because of the, the new regulations, uh, Claude and I are recording this remotely uh, over Zoom, and so whilst the quality of the conversation is just as good as ever, the quality of the recording isn't quite as good as we're used to. So we hope you forgive us for that, but sure, you know yourself. Anyway, enjoy.
1: So, hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Uh, really, really excited to be back. We're coming actually near to the end of the season, um, so that's kind of mental. Um, but, really, really excited to be joined today by uh, Sarah from Ashley and I, our friend from Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how this sounded last time. Loving the snaps. <laughs> it just it never it never dies um but yes thank you so much Sarah for being with us uh, for this episode um obviously like I know you really well and uh miss you dearly as we used to work together with Exodus for a few short months before, <laughs> they, were <beautiful. laughs> before they were beautiful they were beautiful a month. before the Lord called you elsewhere um so yeah but why don't you start bud by telling us just a little bit about who you are um and yeah we'll start there
2: yeah. Uh, so my name's is Sarah. Um, I am the skills worker. So I'm the E3 East Belfast skills worker for Scripture Union, which is a very fancy way of saying um, I'm the person that goes into lots of different skills across East Belfast. share about jesus and to share about his good news and we work alongside lots and lots of different churches as we do that but we go into primary but we also go into secondary as well post-primary and special skills so i love what i do and that's the first thing about me and the second thing would be that i live in Lisburn at the minute but i'm currently buying a house in Bangor, so i'm about to move to the beautiful seaside i know (laughs) i can't wait um, but yeah, so buying a house in lockdown has been an interesting experience, but um, I'm glad that we're nearing the end of it. And yeah, I used to work for Exodus. I worked for Exodus for seven years, but um, then I've been working for SE It's my third year here. So that's a wee bit by me. And I love the Northwest. So um, I was with you guys last year and I was just excited to come back. Really. You just can't get rid of me. <laughs>
0: No, no, we've, love we've tried very hard but
2: <laughs> yeah
1: no no, no. um yes yeah, so you mentioned there about you're not from the northwest you're living up um in east belfast whenever i hear east belfast i just want to say like east east but i won't i didn't finish it i just said it twice um so yeah i'm really like honestly really delighted um to hear about like the mortgage process coming to an end and yeah big week for you that's um really really brilliant big week um, but yeah, so you've mentioned there you're not from the Northwest, and obviously, this is the Northwest Disciples podcast. Um, and so, we've made a bit of an exception because of literally what you said like, you're such a fan of the Northwest, and we feel so supported by you um, in our ministry here. We know that um, you're yeah, such an encouragement to us, um, and you were here with us, um, I think it was last, last December for our for our launch with our disciples um so like our sort of next question is like what do you love about the northwest um and so we're going to keep that question in and ask you what you love about the northwest Sarah
2: yeah well I'm really glad you kept it in because I have a lot to say uh <laughs> but yeah. I think really what I love I know I love about the northwest is actually and it sounds cheesy but it's so true we genuinely love the people in the northwest so And I think because I'm a wee bit envious of like your general personality, right? So people in the Northwest always seem, and this is a big stereotype, and I'm sorry for it, but equally it's very true. Like, as a highly strong person, um, I'm really envious of kind of the personality of people that it's just so, like, you guys are so, like, a lot more just take it as it comes kind of attitude uh, to life. And I really appreciate that. And every time I come to the Northwest, there's such a warm welcome for one thing, but also where I need to have like everything kind of laid out and know where I'm going, and you know it has to go to plan. Um, but actually, in the northwest, I just noticed there's a lot more of a relaxed kind of atmosphere and things, um, but people will just take you as you are. And that's something that I really appreciate. It's something that I massively feel challenged by and inspired by when I come. It feels like a holiday when I come to the Northwest, mm-hmm. genuinely. Um, but also it's something that I really aspire to be like a little bit more so because because um, it's a really good way to be of kind of just taking life as it comes one step at a time. So yeah, that's my favorite thing.
1: I love that. I kind of feel like I'm just like questioning whether I know you, Sarah, because I am just like so Sarah's so chill, but maybe it's because who knows? There's a no,
2: lot going under the surface. <laughs> no, I
1: know, I know you're very much a uh, perfectionist and you're very good at what you do though as well. So I think that like just to encourage you, like that plays into that. Um but yeah, sorry. But I think you're chill, Sarah. So like <laughs> I'll
2: receive, thank you. <laughs> um
0: so Sarah, um, so you kind of explain a bit about what your job is so so could you maybe expand on that a little bit about how you're discipling with young people in in your in your life really
2: yeah i think it was really interesting because if you asked me that question when i was working in exodus i would have been like well i'm mentoring these different people i'm going on team with a lot of people and it felt like even though you would focus on one or two sometimes there would be bigger numbers kind of in your and it would automatically come to mind Um, And then moving into SU and focusing in on skills and, you know, there's maybe, uh, there's like 45 skills in the area. So it's, there's a challenge, you know, of where you're kind of coming and going a bit more. Um, And so it's really uh, probably my my discipleship of other people has changed in that way, where probably I'm thinking more actually, okay, God, this year, who do you want me to disciple in the skills? So that might be SU committees, that might be one or two people. And it might be a little bit more informal as to what I'm used to as well of like we're going through a course together. It might actually look like let's go for a walk together. Let's meet up for a cup of coffee. Let me just hear kind of what's going on in your life and pray with you. Let's open the Bible together, Um, which maybe sounds more formal. But actually, I guess when you're used to going through a set course with people, it's a bit different. Um, But I always say probably in SU, probably one of the best things I'll do is um having my interns with me and so even last year I had to uh, a girl who was called Amy she's like 23 and then Jack who was 18 and they were with me like day in day out bless them um but also just got the opportunity to really invest in their lives and just walk with them so on the car on the way to the school got to ask them about you know got to ask about boys got to ask them about it going with the girls like you know but actually also ask them about how's it going on your journey with Jesus like what is life looking like for you and just chances to pray with them and so this year I have Catherine starting with me and she's my intern and I'm so excited do you know because again it will be one of the best things I do is investing in her life and praying for her and just spending times with her and it's in those everyday moments that I look to um, but we need to keep praying into those as well I think we need mm-hmm. to keep seeing God's face in it, you know, and kind of going, or seeking God's face in it and really going, okay, Jesus, as I step into this skill, and um, this might be like a lot of people, but actually show me the one or the two that you want me to speak to today and encourage. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I
1: love that. <clears throat> and I love like, um, just the everydayness of that and taking hold of those everyday moments. Um, I love like hard chat. I just think there's something really significant about that and just, um yeah it feels like relaxed and it's just like tell me like tell me about this you know um but yeah. you're obviously I think sometimes as a discipler like it's it's this different mindset of well I'm gonna I'm gonna like bank that and pray about that and you know what I mean um and so yeah like they're they're just sharing but you're thinking like oh man I'm gonna pray into that later Do you know what mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> um so yeah. Yeah. yeah I love taking hold of yes. those, those moments
2: Yeah, it's about being intentional with it. And it's about, um, also, I just think some of the most significant discipling moments that I've had uh, with people have not been um, in a very set time. It's been driving or it's been washing dishes or it's been for a walk, um, Mm -hmm. just random things that are kind of happening, but choosing to use those moments. And I think that's your job as a discipler. Like that's the job that Jesus has given you is actually there's more in this moment. And you can take hold of it if you want to, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yeah, Sarah. Yeah.
1: I just love listening to your voice. And it's like, yeah, talk more. Um, <laughs> but
2: yeah, brilliant to,
1: to hear that. And I'm really jealous of your interns as well. I'd love to be your intern. <laughs> so if you're listening and you want to do an ASE internship, do it on East Belfast. <laughs> um, the East, it's the best. <laughs> no, you can't say I can't believe we're saying East so much on this podcast. No, no, no.
2: I it does. No um in the northwest it's also good <laughs> it's
1: also all right but yeah so um we'd love for you sarah to tell us a little bit about then just your own personal journey with jesus so um what age were you when you started following him and like what did that look like for you
2: mm-hmm. yeah so like i became a christian when i was 14 uh, so my whole family are christians and actually my grandpa like a fun story um before I was born. So I never met my grandpa, but he was a really holy man. He loved Jesus. And at 6am every morning, he got on his knees and he prayed for his unborn grandchildren to know him, to know Jesus. And uh, then all of our family are now following Jesus, which is amazing. Um, But growing up, I was just really, (laughs) I just don't like to be told what to do, to be honest, it really boils down to that. And uh, I just, I was the child that would lock themselves literally in their bedroom to not go to church so mom and dad had to like leave me <laughs> and go off to church while I got uh, got away with it but I think I just was absolutely defiant I didn't want to follow Jesus because everybody else in my family did it would make them so happy which makes me sound awful but it was just a complete rebellion and uh when I was 14 my sister my older sister Rebecca she discipled me she actually worked for exodus um a few a good few years ago and uh she took me through a bit of the alpha course but then she took me to summer madness and summer madness if you haven't been is this massive christian festival essentially so it's like three days and it's amazing it's in this big tent at the time it was in the king's hall in belfast and i just remember I just wanted to go to have the crack with my friends. The idea of camping was really exciting at that time in my life. And the idea of not having your parents to look over you was also exciting. So I was all for going. And I remember my sister saying to me, you have a choice in this. You have a choice over what you say yes to in this. And I remember watching Trey Shepard. I don't know if you knew him, but he is from Cozzy Coast Vineyard. And he got up and he spoke and he spoke with such passion and with such heart. And I remember him saying, do you know, he started talking about all these things that had happened in his life that would essentially stop him from following Jesus. And he said, but I had come too far with Jesus to turn back. We had come too far together. And there was something about that love that I wanted. I was like, I want to love something or someone that much that actually that's, that's the strength of that relationship. And I could just see the absolute love of Jesus in his life. And I knew that Jesus was literally staring me in the face and going, would you just give your life to me? And, um, and so I gave my life to Jesus that night and, uh, probably a real, and it's different for everybody, but a real, um, kind of marker for me was probably, I, and people find this hard to believe, but I swore a lot like a lot whenever I was growing up. Yep. including <laughs> face right now it's priceless. Um, but actually, and I use God's name in vain all the time and it's different for different people. But actually when I gave my life to Jesus, literally from that night, um, something completely changed. I actually couldn't, I could no longer say God's name in vain and that's how i knew like the holy spirit like jesus was living inside me something had changed in my heart it was something deeper than just um, a decision and sometimes that takes time with people but sometimes that can be immediate and for me that's how i knew so that's kind of how i mark it but i mean then and it's not like everything is rosy beyond that point it's like actually then i just grew up and started to grow in my understanding but I think jesus just did something incredible where the quietest girl in school uh, has become you know just it just gave me the confidence you know to be myself uh, to be um sarah she doesn't have to be super cool you don't have to be that person you actually just get to be a child god and all that that entails and the adventure that he takes you on and seeing it like an adventure um i think is the main is a key point because mm-hmm. it can adventure has ups it has downs you know it's not always easy but there's nowhere else I'd
1: rather be than on this adventure with Jesus. you know? yeah. Oh, wow. I love that. Oh, yeah. um, I really, I'm so sorry with the picture is like this rebellious. <laughs> um, I just, yeah. I can't, the Lord has done a work indeed. Um, that's brilliant. There's a few things I love, like in what you said there. Um, love like hearing about your, like that is a cool story about your grand granddad. Um, that's so significant. And actually that's maybe come up, um, a couple of times actually in this podcast is like the significance of like generational prayer, um, and just, um, how special that is. Now, obviously that's not to say like, so, you know, for me, for example, coming from, um a non-christian household where like that hasn't happened to me like I don't feel sorry for myself like oh Sarah but um it's not to say that the Lord can't obviously save um people outside of that but there's there's something so significant about mm-hmm. you know your your granddad like getting down on his knees and just praying and then to see your whole family now know him like that's mm-hmm. incredible absolutely love yeah. that Um and again, like we've done this before, but but reaching out to like if you're listening and you're a parent or a grandparent or that they're such significant in your prayers. There really, really is. Um, so know that. And then also your sister discipling you. I love like siblings, like discipling siblings and like I know I I know a few girls that I'm mentoring um that have younger siblings that just are absolutely like like own that, you know, and are like I'm really like I do Like the nighttime, like devotional with my like younger sister, and I'm like, yeah, that's so special. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, like, I, yeah. Oh, sorry.
2: Oh no, I was just gonna say you kind of you you're doing so well, though, but um, you really have to own it as a sibling, do you know. So actually, mm-hmm. you you know, you can kind of say, well, you can, well, you might say, oh, well, I'm not really, you know, that's my sister. I don't need to disciple her, or that doesn't need to be a thing. But actually, mm-hmm. I guess for me with Rebecca like discipling me but then in turn like my twin sister Kate Katie sorry she likes to be called Katie um but she I remember she's just saying to me you need to spend time with her. You need to spend more intentional time with her. You need to pray with her, but you also need to encourage her. And I realized like as a sister, I wasn't doing a good job of encouraging and actually building her up. And I remember, but it's the most awkward thing initially to do to be like, well, shall we pray? Or no, shall I encourage you? Um, You know, kind of (laughs) thing. And I was like, we're just gonna have to get through this because actually, and now I celebrate that it's this natural rhythm but it doesn't mean that it's not the most awkward thing ever initially, but it's up to you to
1: choose to to lead in that, I think. Yeah. No love that sorry. I thought you were gonna say we lost you there, cloda just um like voice like <laughs> audio wise. And I was like, Oh no. Um but no, that's, <laughs> that's brilliant. Um and then also yeah. like what um I actually didn't know that about your your testimony of of going to Soranis and like Trey Shepherd and stuff. Um, well, I love what he was saying there about like we've come too far, um, and just that sense of like no turning back, um, with, with Jesus, you know. Um, so love that, yeah.
2: And I think even what I have kind of done over the last few years is to give the thank you, you know, talking about awkward moments that you kind of were like, oh, I don't know. Um, but actually, I realized as I told my testimony a bit more, I was like, I really need to thank Trey, right? like. And then, so I sent them an email, you know, and was just like, you need to know this. And I remember talking to John Key who runs Summer Madness and was like, you also just need to know, like be encouraged today that actually thank you for running this and continuing to run it even to today, you know, because actually it is changing lives and it changed mine. So, um, yeah, I think it's important to just take moments to pause, Mm -hmm. think about those people and then to thank them, just take a moment to thank them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's brilliant. And like, just to honor, like what they, like what they've done. Cause obviously for him, that was a whole, like, you know, and we know that now, like in ministry, that was more than him just rocking up, you know, to that, to that yeah. night. So, yeah. um, So the kind of the, the follow-up question then from your testimony is, you know, so you're 14 when you make that decision and then love what you're saying there, like that didn't mean life was always rosy. Um, but obviously, you know, we'll not say how many years later we are now but you've been following Jesus. (laughs) No, 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 no. Well, you know, have been following Jesus (laughs) for for those years. And so what do you think really, um, could you put a, you know, a finger on what made the difference for you in staying committed to Jesus, um, you know, over, over these past few years?
2: Yeah, I think like I was thinking about this and thought there's actually a few different things probably that I would say. And one that really struck out was community. And having a good community of people around me and I think so often in school to be honest I stepped away from good community because I wanted to be cool (laughs) I wanted to be on trend essentially quite a girl in school but still wanted to be cool (laughs) still had that heart I was like I wanted to hang out with the cool kids so I actually regret that I guess a lot because I think I could have had a lot more support in school than I realized if I'd stepped into that I think probably for me, the big changer though was having really close friends through church and people who would walk with me. I think then having kind of, I probably growing up until about uni, I had unofficial mentors and then I went off to university and I just look at how this amazing woman, Carol Foster from St. Andrews Vineyard, invested in my life and chose to just take time to pray with me and encourage me and yeah, just develop my leadership, I guess, in in ways. And then I guess From then on, like a wonderful woman, Alison Mark, has mentored me for, I don't even know, like eight or nine years. And the woman basically is unbelievable as a mentor. But I think to never feel like you are beyond teaching, do you know? Like, so I think sometimes we get that little boastfulness, don't we? Like, I'm guilty of it, where I got to 21 and I thought, brilliant, I've made it in life. But I think never to stop there and to always seek. Wisdom of others um, who are older and who will be wiser for the most part, you know, and actually to seek their counsel with that, I think that's been really key. Having a good community of friends, having a mentor, but also then choosing to take time with Jesus. So I was thinking about it and was like, there's been times when I've chosen to like go to a retreat center to take time with Jesus, and it doesn't mean that the retreat center is a super special place. It's just literally a place. Where I'm choosing to take some time out with, with Jesus. And I think doing that has been significant. I think going to, I'm a massive fan of women's ministry. So going to women's conferences, like so it's for some people, it's not for others, that's okay. But I am a massive advocate. And I think at those times, I've brought people with me, um, um, just people maybe who have disciples, I guess, or people who I know need that kind of input. But I've been sure at times whenever I've needed a bit of input as well and rest and a sense of just refreshment to go to those places and to really seek out Jesus at times because I think sometimes when we're like, oh, I just don't feel the Lord today or I've just, it's been a time of desert or drought. I'm like, okay, well, what are you doing about it? Do you know, are you just receiving and accepting it? Or are you actually trying to um, engage really in more of, of who he is? So, yeah.
0: Isn't like, like honestly, like Chloe's right, we could just listen to you just all day. can we have you every week?
2: Oh, sure. It's like why have we not had
1: Sarah ages ago? <laughs> Thanks, guys, so encouraging.
0: <laughs> um so Sarah, what would you say is your favourite thing about following Jesus?
2: Yeah, I honestly like so the joy of Jesus, it has to be because You could be having the worst day of your life, right? Or seemingly the worst day of your life. You go for a walk outside. And for me, it's the walks with the Lord that like he speaks. But I find it hilarious because you go for a walk. You're probably looking, you've got your headphones in. You're like, oh, like life is hard, not great. And then Jesus just decides to speak to you or it might be in a podcast that you're listening to, or it might be just looking at a tree or looking at the sky or hearing something or just hearing Jesus to be honest and suddenly like absolutely I just start beaming like with joy because I'm like God you just hit me with your joy which is amazing and I really look like this absolute mental walking down the road because I can't stop smiling and at times I'll like have a little laugh with that smile <laughs> too and I'm just like actually Jesus your joy is it's so infectious and once you're just open to that then he can do so much with it but it's so powerful because then you start passing people on the street and they're like why is this girl so happy and like what is that but also i think just in general i just think the power of joy whenever right now for example there's not a lot of happiness going around and things can seem really hard and you can really follow that trend but actually jesus still has so much joy for you today and that's the truth Um, and actually he can hit you with that he has the ability to do that and so you need to be open to that and I think in that for me the absolute gift is the joy of Jesus because it can literally turn the worst day into just a bit like of a fun moment with with him so yeah
1: that's brilliant um love that and I don't want to like when you were speaking there like what came to mind was like a conversation I'd had with Andy and I don't want to like get it wrong because I think Andy listens sometimes as well um but and I think Andy will listen. hi Andy um but you know like it, as a Christian it's not a contradiction to feel like to feel joy um in hard days and like that is such a gift um I remember like talking to Andy like he had just come back from um a funeral I think this is why I don't want to say this because I'm wrong but some you know there were definitely being a funeral and then you know, like him and I were laughing about something else, something completely different, um, after and like, you know, we were just talking about like how that's not a contradiction because with the Lord, like um, it was a funeral of a believer, and so um, yes, we grieve and we mourn and there is a time for that. Um, but also like it's not a contradiction then to to feel joy, to enjoy life um the, the life that God's given like by his grace to us um so yeah I just love that and you're so right like nothing like you can't get that anywhere else like you know nothing compares to that and I also love what you said about like God just hit me with his joy and I just, for some reason you just imagine like squaring your chest <laughs> like <Yep>. stun <sunbeams. laughs> that, that was the visual yep. that uh was painted <laughs> was painted for me um Yeah, so we've mentioned like um, you opening like the scripture with other people or reading the Bible with others and mentoring and things. And I wonder if there's any sort of passages of scripture then that have either, either spoken to you in your life, you know, like life verses or maybe at the minute what is speaking to you um we'd love for you to share some of those things with us and um yeah feel free to read them if they're long passages that's okay um just let us yeah let us know I'm just gonna read
2: happening. the gospel of Matthew I hope that's okay <laughs> got awesome. of time. <laughs> no no <laughs> problem maybe not um no I kind of I thought about this and was like well I could share you know you always kind of have verses that have spoken to you over time but actually I just thought I'd share what Jesus shared with me this morning, and we'll go with that. Um, so I've been reading through Matthew, and I am really far on. I'm on chapter three, so we're right near the beginning, but I'm really enjoying it, and I'm just taking my time with it because I just love anyway, I love the journey, but uh, I was reading Matthew three verse eleven um, this morning, and it was John the Baptist, and he says, "I baptize you with water for repentance." But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And uh, it's John the Baptist baptizing with water, promising that Jesus is on his way, that someone much mightier is coming to baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. And I just wrote in my journal, I was like, then why are we satisfied sometimes with just water, you know? And actually there's a challenge in that where I'm like, sometimes I feel that I, I'll just receive the water today. Thanks so much, I'll just receive that. And actually John the Baptist is saying, actually there's somebody coming who is much mightier who will baptize with the Holy Spirit and he'll baptize with fire. And I'm like, actually today, we could just receive the water, but actually Jesus has his Holy Spirit and come like here on earth, come here on earth for each and every one of us and so we can accept that today and actually I think there's just that choice at times of expectation in this moment, in this season, with everything that's going on and but really in every season of actually are you just going to accept this or are you going to actually believe that Jesus came to die on a cross so that our sins can be forgiven. But yes, so moving beyond that, actually, that we can receive his Holy Spirit. And actually, there's so much that he wants to do in our day. And there's so much that he has for us. And it doesn't have to look like thunder from heaven um, or a mighty fire. It actually can look like doors opening for the first time with friends conversations being able to be had that have never been able to be had before i just know like i'm able to pray for way more people in this time because they'll receive it so much better in this time do you know but it's actually like actually jesus used me like because i believe that you have sent your holy spirit uh, to to actually make a way and there's power in that and i think we have a choice as believers whether we fully embrace and believe that in this time in this moment or whether we just accept the water you know
1: wow that's uh that's brilliant um whenever we read that I was like baptism really Sarah um uh, no I love like I love to you that that was just um like what you were reading this morning um I think that's brilliant and I think you kind of did touch on that a little bit earlier as well too of like you know am I going to just accept this like am I going to be happy with um just like you know meeting with this person or whatever and like it is what it is or am I going to realize that actually no God can use this moment um can speak in this moment can use me in this moment to encourage or um give wisdom or you know whatever it is um or am I just going to kind of go through the motions of my day um I think that's yeah that's kind of where it's at doesn't it it's like you know hold on a minute god can use this um mm. so yeah just that acknowledgement
2: Love yeah. that. and i think probably like there was a time over lockdown and i was feeling probably just really sad a few people had died and um, that were close to me and i was just feeling the weight of that you know and feeling the weight of also other people's grief because i just mm. was like bless them, you know in this time and it was so interesting because a friend said to me, she's like, I'm going to phone you and I'm just going to pray for you with a phone. And I want you to put your hand on your heart. And I just, as, as I pray for you. And for me, it was that kind of sense of what was I expecting in that moment? And I thought, okay, great. Like, she's going to pray for me. But it was insane in that moment. Suddenly all of the stuff that I've been carrying, I was able to lay out at Jesus's feet essentially. And but there was this peace that came over me and I think it's that thing of actually, and I was so surprised. I'm not going to lie. I was like, what? I just feel actual peace right now. You know? And it's that thing of, oh Sarah, like why do you continually be surprised at uh, Jesus who works in your life and who literally wants to take stuff away um, and he wants to replace it with peace and with joy, you know, and all of these things. And actually, yeah, I think it's this massive expectancy um, for us. And it means that then, I will spend more time with Jesus if I truly believe that he will touch my heart this morning or he will mm. um, give me wisdom, to you know, in my work and what that looks like. Or as we write resources online, actually, Jesus, give me the words, but I need to spend time with him. But it's such a, it creates more hunger. Probably that expectancy creates more hunger for me to take more time with Jesus. But Yeah, yeah. so good.
0: Well, sadly, we're at the last question. <laughs> this uh, has
1: been so good, Sarah. It's usually,
0: a bit of a slog. Just kidding. Okay,
1: um, my pleasure.
0: So, <laughs> so what? Uh, what one piece of advice would you give to a young person who's seeking to follow Jesus who lives in the northwest? But you know, we're we've we've broadened our horizons from the northwest for this episode. So, just advice in general, I suppose.
2: I love and appreciate that I think probably what I would say though to the Northwest um is probably like you guys have this incredible community you know and I probably I love this is why I love coming to the Northwest because whenever I step into that building in Exodus you know I'd see this it's family and actually I would say just remember your family you know through this through as you grow up as you journey with Jesus remember that you're family and so I was thinking about this, I was thinking about some of the young people that I know who are struggling at the minute, some of them have, are definitely not following Jesus at the minute, you know, and I was like, actually, what do I really want to say to them? And I want to say, okay, I still love you. I am still with you. I'm still walking with you because I know that God absolutely loves you and God is still um, waiting for you to come to him, Do you know, and actually he's actually out looking for you as well in that. And I think probably with family to carry the father's heart in that, you know, and probably to remember, to remember your brother, remember your sister in this, but also appreciate the family that you have and be so thankful for it. Don't try to go after um the cool factor of life, Do you know. Don't try to be a big hipster in this in this season at all, Do you know. Follow Jesus, and um, actually choose to just pick your family, pick your brother and your sister um up if they're feeling down, and um, but also be really vulnerable with them, share with them, really share with them what's going on, share life with them, and um, I think all of those things are important, but. Really remember your family is probably what I'm trying to say in all of this Uh, because you guys have a great family in the Northwest and it's accepting and it's open and I think never cover up what you're struggling with and just be honest and trust those relationships because the reason I share with my sister, for example, is yes, we're family, but it's to do with that relationship of family. So, you know, it's actually, it's strong because I could say anything to her and she'll still love me. Um, And I think to remember that, that actually that's what you have in the Northwest, that's what discipleship is, that's what Exodus is trying to do in all of this is actually, look, we love you, we want to journey with you, and so no matter what you come to the table with, you know, we're still going to journey with you. Um, I think just even an example of that is just, I was at a wedding on Friday, um, and it was from the first girl uh, on my team. And she was hilarious, but I would tell her, I would tell her to your face, uh, she would be totally fine. And she'd laugh at this, but she was going through a really, really hard time on her first team. And it was really hard to journey with her, you know, and 10 years, maybe 10 years on, um, you know, Jesus promised me, he's like, I'm going to walk with her, but you're going to walk with her too, do you know, and actually to kind of, she brought all kinds of things to the table, let's say, and actually to journey with her in it. To keep handing her back to Jesus in those moments. But then to see her walking, and not this is not like in any way marriage is the end goal in life, because definitely not, but actually to see her in that moment, walking up the aisle, marrying this guy who just loves Jesus. Um, but to see her more than that, to see her flourishing in her faith and her journey. Um, I was falling my eyes out because I'm just like, actually, this is what we are. We're family and I'm with you, Do you know, and I'll be seeing you walk up an aisle or I'll be seeing you in any other kind of thing that you go through in life when you graduate because we're family. Um, So remember your family, is what I would say.
1: That's so special. (laughs) I just like, but like, you're such a, like, you're such an encourager, Sarah, and you're such a, like, a deep carer. So I feel like just like it's just how God has made you and so clearly like how he is using you in his kingdom so ah, oh, man thank like thank you so much for for sharing with us and um just like love what you're saying there about um you know asking yourself like what do I want to say to people that aren't following Jesus at the minute and the answer is like I'm with you like I'm still I'm still here and so yeah like I, I suppose I just want to echo that and just you know you are obviously speaking on our behalf when you're saying that but I just want to say like Amen to that, um, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Thank you so much.
2: Thank yeah, you. Absolutely an absolute joy and delight, honestly. I always feel like I'm in the Northwest right now, even though we're online. <laughs> <laughs> it's great.
1: The power of the internet, eh? I
0: know. <laughs>
1: things. Things. Um, no, well, thank you so much uh, for those listening and we will see you all soon. Do you want to have the final word, A.P.?
0: Oh. Does it get can it be funny, like a funny word?
1: I don't know. You know
0: or just as long as just say pretty... goodbye.
1: No, you, you say what you want there, Bond.
0: Oh. Uh I mean if anyone has suggestions, you know, <laughs> give us a wee DM. If you have a guest in mind who you would love to listen to, uh, let us know.
1: Yes, we have three episodes left after this episode. We've three episodes left for this season.
0: We have two yet two two after two after this one, I think.
1: No, like eight this nine is eight. ten. Is this it? Yeah. So this is
0: th- this is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay,
1: Bernie, George, Look at us nailing an AP. There's two left. Yeah. So get your get your suggestions, in, folks. Okay. Bye.
0: Bye. Right. Well. Adios. <laughs> See you later.
2: Bye.